Welcome, welcome to episode number 286 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dulachahi, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo The man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les. Gonzalez. Also in the house tonight, Mr. Good Time Randy. Good time. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say. The man everyone calls the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. What is up, my man? When I grow up, I want to be charming like Boo. Oh, that's nice. And a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the man that I call El Hombre, and only I call him El Hombre, Mr. Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Everything is coming up Struthers, even though the whole world is out to get me. Yes, yes, I am sorry. There was some little bit of bad news for you, but things are going to turn around, Eric. They will. Trust me. Or as my friends say in Orange County, trust. How's it going? Didn't you already ask me that? No, I'm not talking to you, Eric. <laughs> talking to Tom Chansky. Oh, uh, yeah, good. Tom, I, Tom good? I don't care. Okay. Randy, how you doing, buddy? King Tom, King Tom just flipped me off. Just kidding. This is going to be a fun episode. We had such a meaningful 30, 40 minute conversation before this podcast started. Guys, I wish we were recording because we, we had some social issues. We would have moved mountains if you guys would have heard it. Small mountains. Small mountains and we would have been more, under the mountains. Misty mountains. Oh, if you know what I mean. Guys, this is going to be a fun one um, today yeah. because um, there's some uh, the somebody. Somebody's. I'm here. Somebody typing in the fucking private chat. I know. So right? what's going I on here? I cannot say that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But um, thank you guys for listening. We are here. We're going to bust out some week in geek. It's going to be a lot of fun. And let me start with. Uh, let me start with Randy this time. Hey, Randy, how you doing? I do. I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm so excited to be here. It's, it's going to be a good night. It's going to be great, man. I just want to make Eric's week start off a little bit better. Yeah, me too. Me too. He's going to have a good weekend. Mm -hmm. King Tom, you're doing great. Everything going fantastic yeah. over there in Ohio? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's 
cold, very cold. But I, earlier today, I was listening to the uh, Cano Bite Dispatch, and Brittany oh, relayed nice. a story of how proud Boo was that I guess his dentist called him charming. Oh, is but this no, why? Inside joke. Okay. No, no, no. She didn't call me charming. Not at all. Oh. No, I, I made a, I made a joke. You know, at the dentist. You know, you're in an awkward position. You know, you're laying down in that chair, and they're Sounds they're like giving movie, they're like replacing one of my fillings, and Ooh. on my lips because I'm just like, your awkward position. Your mouth is agape. So she, they put Vaseline. Say that again. Say it. that again. Your I mouth know. Is yeah, agape. I'm not going to. No, we're moving on. Um, so so that my lips don't get all chapped and jacked up they put you know vaseline on your lips and i'm like i hope it's not red you know like lipstick like that right i had the my dentist very good dentist she's great and the dental assistant she was very good uh, at the same time look at you surrounded by the ladies man i I had them a chuckle so yes oh they chuckled they chuckled at that they chuckled at that yes or they chuckled at your face mouth agape with vaseline on your lips yes yes (laughs) one of the chuckled how did that make you feel well, because they they laughed for a little bit too long, so I'm like, right. okay, let's speed this up. Like, <laughs> like you so might they be definitely the, oh, laughed at the Vaseline, but they like definitely might be the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm like, oh, yeah. you had enough of being a gape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Very, very much enough. Yeah. Well done. Well done. So I didn't say they didn't say I was charming. I <laughs> Brittany was laughing at my joke and at me. Oh. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got oh. it. Okay. Yeah. But you are a charming guy, boo. Oh, thanks. That's all. Yeah. That's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. No. Les, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. Yeah? Yeah. Everything coming up Strathers? Anything agape? Oof. No. No. Just checking. <laughs> All right. I think we should uh, get at this shenanigans. I, I want to see this that, is, that sun kiss spray out of there. Damn it. Very this, close. This, <laughs> this is going to get derailed any second. Like, it's on the verge. It's like the train that was in Solo that... It, the one in the sky, like we're about to, we're about to get derailed here. So let's just stay on target. Ooh. Guys, check us out on the Sithless.net. You can listen to all of our podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube where we do all kinds of reaction videos, breakdowns and such. Last night we did the book of Boba Fett, chapter five, or some might call it the Mandalorian season three, episode one. <laughs> we get the joke guys mm-hmm. also you can find merch and all kinds of stuff on our t public page so um yeah check us out there and uh that's about it and i think we're gonna jump right into some stuff because it's gonna be the mando stuff is gonna be uh pretty pretty cool tonight because we're gonna dive deep into it because i think we all enjoyed it immensely especially me um but uh, let's talk about box office, guys. Last week, Scream was number one. This week, nope. Spider-Man's back at number one. $14 million. Takes over number one again. Sing 2, number three. And by the way, I didn't see Sing 1, but I saw Sing 2. I watched 45 minutes of it with Malik. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. Really good, especially for kids. And this, the music's great because it's all modern stuff. Um, really, really enjoy this thing. It's uh, Eric. Animals have, have a things? talent show. Yes, mm-hmm. animals yep, have a talent show. It. Yeah, classic. yeah, it, it is classic, and it's live action. It's not animated, right, like Airbud? Yes, like Airbud. <laughs> it's Babe. really good. It's it's 
it's really cute. It's animated. It's um, the production's great. The you know it's animated films that are just crushing it now. And for and the crazy part is they had a little piggy sing "Babe" by Sticks, which I thought it was cool, kind of meta thing. It was really good. Well done. <sighs> I guess nobody listens to Sticks and well, I did see Babe. Okay, The King's Man made one point eight million dollars. And Redeeming Love made 3.5. I did the little switch there for you people. It's just embarrassing for the King's Man. Yeah, yeah. You really hate the King's Man. I guess I do. Yeah, you've been talking some. It's like your new tenant. No, it's not. I don't Um, dislike it that much. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I've never made a movie that's made a million dollars. So, I, I, you know, I'm not really one to talk. But at the same time, I think everyone expected a lot more of that movie. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's um, funny that you I, say it like that because we'll, we'll do songs at church, you know, at work that I'm like, no thanks. And I'm like, well, no, no churches are playing the songs that I write. So I guess I should just shut up because at least somebody's <laughs> buying this thing. $105 million worldwide. I think that is a pretty disappointing though. They probably spent $150 million to make it. So, yeah. But I did say tenant. You didn't say your traditional. Fuck tenant. You're right. Fuck tenant. Hey, that I was expecting bar, you to roll the video clip. Oh, okay. Well, all right, all right, guys. Um, so yeah, Spider Man. Well done. Well done. Well done. I'm so excited about talking about Book of Boba Fett. We're just like skipped over what we watched, but no, I want to talk just about do what it. I just just no, go into hey, it. Man. Hey, don't yell at me, Les. Come on. Okay? Or we're gonna Let's tell people, people that you don't like Hobbits. Want my man? Let's give the people what they want. Dude. Damn. I just gave it to him. (laughs) (laughs) I just gave it to him, Les. I kicked Les out. I'm on the top row. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. That was good. Just kidding, Les. Just kidding. But I want to talk about what we've watched. I'm sure you guys watched some cool stuff this week, other than Book of Boba Fett. Fett. (laughs) Yes, that was that was cool. I I get it. Anybody watch anything other than Book of Boba Fett? Well, I'm in the middle of uh, watching Daredevil, the Netflix series for yes, the first time. Right. Just finished the first season. And Ooh. man, that that show is rad. I love yes. everybody in there for the most part is really good in their role. And uh, D'Onofrio just crushes it as Kingpin. My goodness. He's so uh, cool. so that's been really cool. And surprise, surprise, we're in the middle of a, yet another rewatch of Parks and Rec. Oh, that, that's cool. What a great show. It, if you've never watched it, well, now it's not on, I guess it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock, yeah. So you can watch it there, but give it a go. The first season is a bit rough, but man, after it's that, so good. it's, it's, so it's good. excellent. I saw a clip, speaking of community, I saw a clip and Aziz and Zari is having a, a Netflix special Parks or something. I think, oh, I shit. Community. Oh, yeah, you're watching we were community? watching Community a bunch, too. Oh, okay. I said Parks and Recreation, but no, oh. we watched Community, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Aziz was on. I saw a clip of him talking about Aaron Rodgers on a stand-up boot. It's it's hilarious, man. So I, that's going to be coming out soon. I think it's on Netflix. There's a little like preview. There's a lot to make fun of. Yeah, I know. It was it was really cool. He was kind of defending him, but it was in a really funny funny mm-hmm. way. Um. So, but I've been watching Ozark. Uh, came yes. out season four. Oh my god! If, How many people, episodes you're in? I'm I'm only two episodes in. So don't. I'm five episodes in. 
Oh shit! Don't don't say anything because no, is no, I won't say anything. Fucking right, it's phenomenal. Amanda it's phenomenal. just started watching season one, oh. and I oh. caught the back end of like yeah. episode five of season one, and was like, <laughs> right. "Holy crap! I gotta go <laughs> yeah. start watching this right now." Oh, God, I'm telling you guys, it's it's great. I've been watching it since season one. It's a great show. Um, it's like um, it's hard to explain. It's like this like very chill version of Breaking Bad. And the chill version is only because Jason Bateman is so fucking perfect in the role. Ah, oh, it's just so good. And then Les has been telling about Yellow Jackets. And Les, dude. You did not watch any of it, did you? Did not watch any of it. Okay, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm very excited about watching it because um, it's on my list. It is on my list. All right, all right. It is. I promise. It's the next Actually, thing I you know what? Brittany and Boo should be watching that. That's great uh, cuddle watching, dude. It actually is, man. Oh, okay. Just tip, dude. Just All tip. Right. It's got enough pretty. It's got it. Oh my god, yo! It's got enough pretty little liars. And actually, you know what? It's funny. I, I'm going through withdrawal right now. Uh, some Yellow Jackets withdrawal. So I've been only watching uh, Euphoria to try to fill that in. And uh, oh, okay. Fucking nuts too. Jesus Christ! I, I can't wait till they're running. I mean, together again because you get teen girls who have to kill each other and eat each other and then you get Spoiler. teenagers who are just fucked up just it's it's sad all the way across but it's still pretty cool to watch yeah i'm uh i've, I've heard some great things about it so you're not the only one so i'll check that out uh, randy did you watch anything this week no i haven't watched anything no. this week there's too okay. many fucking shows man too many TV there's shows a lot of, there's a lot of shit going on there's a lot going sure. on there's a lot going on all right well i think uh I think it's time. I think it's time for uh, us to get into what we want to get into because Les is very pumped up about it. So, Kylo, can you can you like do something about this? It's time for Eric's Star Wars report. Is if there was ever a time that I wish I would have just gone ahead and stayed up to watch it the second it came out, it would have been this episode. <laughs> it was my favorite so far. As a matter of fact, it was up there in my favorite of Star Wars television thus far, which Ooh. to me says a lot. Uh, before we start talking about the episode, one thing I do want to say is obviously full spoilers, but unlike every other episode thus far, the only negative thing that I saw about this particular episode, now, mind you, I stay way off social media nowadays because it makes me want to barf, is the fact that Boba Fett was not in this episode at all. Right. And the only minus remark that I heard was that the only, they had to, this is what will save the show because it, it that it's, was doing so poorly before so poorly regarded that this was the one that will keep it on the map and he wasn't even in it which i think is pretty unfair it but, is mm -hmm. well because when you don't like something you assume nobody else likes it either it's one exactly. of the stupid things but and, he, and you don't care if anybody else does like it and you just start spewing your <laughs> negativity towards it but all around, I mean, before we start actually talking about the episode, anybody got any initial thoughts or just like how how did you where would you put it? It's I'm with you. It's my favorite episode from from Star Wars live action overall. I mean, not my favorite moment obviously was with Luke showing up. That was like batshit crazy. But 
overall, the things that we saw, the fan service that we got, and it was great fan service, by the way, um, and bringing things from the past in and also introducing us to new things like that ring was amazing whatever mm -hmm. the hell that thing was um the creatures the characters i loved it man i loved it it was uh it was perfect it was like a perfect blend the tone was great and bryce dallas howard kudos to you like she is ready to get a feature film i'm not just saying just like star wars anything give mm -hmm. her a feature film she is awesome at what she does so i loved it man and remember people that are hating on this pedro pascal when this came out before it came out said this is mando 2.5 so it's it's the book of boba fett and ahsoka is also going to all mold in together it's going to be one cohesive big story so people need to chill about you know boba not being in it man relax you got a fucking six episodes with boba boba wasn't in anything People get so fucking spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anybody else? I uh, I don't I don't know that I'd say it's my favorite, but it's up there with my favorite episodes. Um, I thought, you know, the, the ring. There was so much in this episode that looked really cool, and you know, compared to a few weeks ago when we had the um, that janky chase. And everyone was saying, oh, that made it look like a TV show or worse. You really didn't. We saw a lot of stuff in this episode. And at no point did it feel like, oh, a TV show shot on the volume. Um, I I loved it. And like you said, it, it was there was a lot of fan service. But at the same time, there was a lot of little. We saw a slaughterhouse. We saw customs and, you know, not being able to take something on a their equivalent of an airplane right, you know, we saw right. what it was like being it, it was a lot of mundane you know you, you grow up watching star wars and, and you play stuff over in your head and you wonder what it's like to live in that universe and it was a huge slice of life what it's like to live in the universe mm -hmm. and and that's one of the things that i loved and then you know the throwback to the prequels the the n1 yeah. and then the locations and you know beggars yeah. canyon and and Pelimoto getting it on with Jawas. This episode had something for everybody. Yes. And the use of Wizard. Come on, man. Yeah, Wizard was great. Wizard Dude, was I loved that Phenomenal. so much. Mm -hmm. It was so good. One so thing good. I want to point out before we go plowing into this is when we talk about fan service, here's the thing, because I was thinking about that as I watched this episode. Oh, I see they put this in there and they put this in there. Look, that's the, that's the world. That's the universe. Of course... If if this droid exists in this canon thing, it, it totally makes sense for one to appear somewhere right. else. I it's those are things that you. It's easy to think, oh, they're just beating us over the head with it. But no, they've built a world, and these characters are living in it. And the the whole mundane thing, I loved it. I, mm -hmm. I it's just it's so real. And and I mean, here's the thing these people live lives that are at least somewhat similar to ours. We don't have lightsabers and, and blasters going around, but you know, the, the everything else from the, the struggles to survive the relationships and all that, that's the same as what we do. Nobody says, Oh, well, why do they use the word love? Why don't they have a different word for it? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, when you see stuff like the scene with the little kid looking over the seat 
of the 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 that the airplane. God, dude, how many times has that happened to you when you've flown? It, exactly mm-hmm. right. It's just so real. And it's like that was a very nice world building moment. Yeah. It really was. And it shows you how much Din is missing and yearning for that connection with Grogu. Mm. The entire episode has showed that. And that. I think that was one of my favorite parts was he's missing that child so badly as a father. And I, I think that came across throughout mm-hmm. the entire episode. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. But Randy, what did you think? I know we were text and you said you have a lot lot uh, to talk about tonight. So yeah, how did you like it? Cool, it was a cool episode, man. It has a, in the original, in The Phantom Menace has one of my uh, favorite scenes. And in this show, it reminded me of that. There's the part where uh, Jar Jar is talking to Amidala and she's looking out the window and has like a very solemn kind of like tone to it. She's asking like, like everyone's going to die, blah, 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 all that kind of She's like, I hope not. It like when he's going in the elevator after he's met up with that bounty deal, it has yeah. that same vibe, and you can see out the window like the uh, yeah. Halo yeah, yeah, yeah. like city, like it has that same feeling. It's such a fucking cool like uh, atmosphere to it. Um, and that, I really and liked, that, and that uh, guest, that guest in the elevator looks down at the head and then looks oh, right yeah. back up. That was great. Yeah, um, and uh, them adding a BD one into. Uh, into it was really cool. If you've played Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. you'll recognize that little droid. Cute little thing, yeah. And then yeah, all the uh all the uh mirroring of the uh, pod race was fucking cool as hell. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. yeah I could go yes. on and on, but yeah, there's just so many cool things in the episode. Fun episode. Yeah, and we'll, and, we're, and we'll break down the episode real quickly. Uh Boo, what'd you think, man? Oh yeah, I dug it. Uh not my favorite, but it's up there. It's definitely probably top 3, you know. The what is between you know Mandalorian and the all this as far as um you know best uh that's Star still Wars pretty TV. good top three yeah yeah oh definitely uh I thought the action was great um yeah what, what is it uh, I I think I think more and more as 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 Pedro Pascal is um you know Mando I think he he's growing as a character you know, stuff like that. Cause you know, just the way he talks, his mannerisms, things like that, him being injured or when, you know, the armor asked him, you know, have you taken off your helmet? You know, he wants, you know, what's going on. You, you don't see anything, yeah. but just the yeah. way he mm-hmm. says it and stuff like that and how, you know, sad he is about it and stuff like that. I thought the action was great. The little montage of them, you know, putting the, uh, uh, putting the, uh, the starfighter back together. I love the fact that it has essentially a supercharger on top. I was like, well, that's a fucking carburetor on top. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was waiting for flames to come out of that. So of great. I was like, that's just the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then it's got like a nitrous button. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the coolest ship in the galaxy right next to yeah. the, you know, the Falcon. But I'm like, this thing is I'm, I'm waiting for him to paint flames on it or something like that. I was like, this thing is Screaming incredible. Chicken. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah, God. Yeah. Go. So I was like, this thing is is sick and then when he's like yeah let me get that for you officer i'm gone oh that was <laughs> yeah, great that was cool. I, I thought i thought that little sequence was awesome because it, it it made me feel like uh like i was watching greece or something like that mm-hmm. you know and he, he's about to get you know he gets pulled over in greece lightning he's like yeah i'm out of here I'm fucking gone yeah, little american graffitis exactly yeah, yeah gone yeah. in 60 seconds take your pick yeah so i yeah. i thought that was cool and him him flying around getting used to it that was very nostalgic yeah, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, this is pretty awesome." The ship is cool. He's ship is cool. It. Love so, the yeah. Top Gun, the Top Gun shots, man. Yes, uh, yeah. while so, he's rolling, uh, super cool. 
awesome awesome episode uh i I dug it a ton one thing i was wondering i thought i thought when i first saw the ship completed that little you know the bubble where the asteroid is supposed to go i thought that initially i thought that was for grogu i was like i was like did he did he do that on purpose she didn't say so she said it was for something else but my initial thought i was like is he building like a like a car seat for the kids she said she sealed it she sealed it because it was supposed to be for nastromech yeah, yeah, because that's where he's supposed to put people, I guess, or whatever's left of them, a head or something. I don't know, because he ain't got yeah. much room on the... Oh, that's true. That's a bounty yeah, that's what I... I was thinking it was like a chamber, because it's like he had everything on his old ship, including yeah. the, the um, carbonite chamber, and it's kind mm-hmm. of a... It's a great ship, but it's kind of a downgrade in terms of mm-hmm. amenities. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. He, 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 it he looks, looks badass and it's fast. Mm-hmm. exactly that's right exactly yeah so yeah it's a great episode i dug it um i was kind of i was hoping that wouldn't be the whole episode it's just mando you know because i like progress mm-hmm. we got a little bit at the end but uh yeah not well here's the, here's the thing think about this when you're watching season three of mando they just progressed a ton for you buddy oh yeah that's true yeah yeah they they filled in a good chunk in the middle of of in between that that is yeah. true that is true yeah. oh and i'm bummed that he lost the spear I dug the spear. I like the spear more than the dark saber, to be honest. But that's just what do you think place. that's going to be? I, I, my initial thought from like what are the little rings—they're the little metal pieces that they drop down. I don't know if they were actually the best car. It looked like a necklace, but I'm not sure. I think it's going to no be idea. like a chain chainmail thing, kind of. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it's going to be a, a chainmail coat of some type yeah, yeah a tunic. he's just gonna like yeah. put it on oh he's gonna look a little badass man it's gonna be rad it relates to uh, what we were talking about in the pre in the production meeting yeah you know. yes exactly we we're talking about groco the entire time les what'd you think bud i enjoyed it i loved it i had a look <laughs> he's so, les is so happy he can't even express how happy he is i had very low expectations Low well, honestly, I knew. Oh, Din, oh, I get it. Low no, expectations. I knew Din Jarn was going to show up, but I didn't think it was going to be to this level, and I didn't think we were going to get this thing. So it, it was a. Re- I get it. It's technically an episode of The Mandalorian, and people were like, "Bum that Boba's not in it." But would you rather had Boba lumbering around and walking up to him and saying, "I need your help," or would you rather have seen, you know, what we got to see with a guy? Oh, okay, Boo. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag you in on this. You usually back me up. This is canon now that tacos are legitimately part of. Oh yeah, Star Wars now, right? Mm-hmm. Are, are, st- tacos are are canon now because there's sides of beef there, dude. So you know, oh, yeah. I saw that was going down. That was that was a funny. I was I was waiting to wait to I was waiting for Rocky to come in and start punching some meat. I was like, oh, so we got a space butcher. I'm like, this is the shit. Yeah. And, yeah, and Halo really cool. is a thing. The Halo rings. I was like, that's actually pretty awesome. Surprised there's right. no more of those. But yeah, that thing, that thing was fucking cool, man. That was. Really I want to go back cool. there wherever it is. Mm. Yeah, that. And was it, really it, cool. it was a refreshing episode. Let's be honest. It's mm-hmm. Tatooine's dry. There's nothing but sand. The last, the first few that's episodes. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. You know, but we got some more like <laughs> cooler stuff. You know, and even though the mundane stuff, it was still cool. You know, to see the. The, the transport, like like everybody boarding it and, you know, getting stopped at customs and told, hey, hey, check all that stuff. You can't go. Uh, That's a little Star Tours droid, correct? Yeah. 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 See. See. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. I know you, I think you rated it 9.5 last night, 
right? I gave it a video. 10 out of 10. In all oh, you gave it a 10. I did 9.5. Just because there was so much answered in to see familiar faces to start the whole uh, Mandoverse in the first place, you know, to get the armorer and uh, oh, to, to yeah. find that we'll for him to find right it now. again, you know, to find that whole, the cub, you know, to find the secret area and get in there and, you know, reunite. All that stuff was cool. That, that just, it, it, and, and to think that they can rely on these characters now to spruce up or to spice up or, or pick up the pace in all the other episode, uh, other subsequent shows coming out. They can say, mm-hmm. okay, we'll just put Boba Fett in this one and he'll appear for two episodes or an episode. Oh, Din Djarin's going to be, you know, they can use these characters and just cross them over without an issue. And it's awesome. It's the Marvel I'm, way. I, exactly. That's per. I'll take it. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Well done, Feige. Fijay. I know you had some influence there. And I love how uh, Favreau writes Din Djarin. You can tell the difference between him writing Boba Fett and Din Djarin. He's been doing it now for three seasons. So it, it comes across really well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Eric, you want to dive into like some of the cool scenes and stuff? Sure, man. Sure. All right, man. So at the opening, we're in this slaughterhouse or mm-hmm. this butcher shop. Uh, and uh, honestly... When you see things like that, the first thing I looked at, because I used to work in like factories and stuff, is right there. The the plastic strip curtains that they'll put in doorways to maintain at least some level of temperature on either side where you can still walk through. And that is just like as hardcore real as it gets. And I know that's kind of nerdy, but I used to work in a butcher shop when I was young. And I don't know, it just reminded me of that. And that my boss sort of looked like that guy, except fatter. And that species is the same species that they had two at the table, right? Yeah. At the uh okay. Interesting. And they yeah. bite, by the way. And uh I just I love the the whole thing when you when we've seen criminals talking to uh yeah. anybody who's like like whenever the uh uh, the pikes were asking what spice look like. Don't know. Never <laughs> seen it. it. And, and this guy, it's like, the, this guy doesn't even look like me when it's plainly him. Oh I mean, yeah. Just to know that everybody's going to try to do the whole, it's like the, every episode of cops you've ever seen. Right. But exactly. the, the, the real superstar of this opening is the dark saber popping out pretty unexpectedly. Look at him. And the, I mean, brut- it's just the brutality that he goes. I mean, there's none of this, like, try to bring him in alive. It's like, you've no. tested my patience, and now I'm I'm chopping you in half with this, this saber. And the dark saber looks great in action. Yeah. Look at this. Woo! Splits him in half. Oof. Unbelievable. So w- when we jump to this ring, if you guys... When you look at this, the concept behind it is pretty stunning because, like, there's a big reflective thing up in the near the center of this ring that moves the sunlight onto it so that there's like day and night. That's so cool. What a cool concept that is. Yeah, it is really neat. And, it, you know, it's like in universe, I've got all kinds of questions. How does the atmosphere stay on? Mm-hmm. Why can't we see it? Right. 
right. is the thing actually not in space but in the atmosphere of a planet yeah what is it called that's what i want to know so let me a, a, let yeah, me ask you cool. this yeah he doesn't have a ship no how did he get from where he was to here took the, the bus. space bus mm-hmm the bus mm. good old space greyhound that's right i guess yeah i he did have that whole you know imperial crew moff gideon's cruiser and it was had a few shuttles in it i do kind of mm. wonder you know how he just let that go well he told bo katan that he was going to give her that cruiser right or no oh, was that the other did. cruiser or i don't remember but i think uh that was Are the deal that if she helped but i that that was i think that was her actual episode um she got that cruiser okay um, yeah i, I don't know that's a good point her. king tom yeah did you guys like that little lounge music that was uh playing in the background here yeah little las vegas rooftop, rooftop <laughs> uh, club there mm. yeah it was pretty cool too I love when you they try to make a crowd look big with a few people. Yeah, it's like and you see the two there. girls like awkwardly dancing, or the guy and the girl. I can't remember awkwardly dancing, kind of in this one one area. And I thought, boy, I have played that gig several times. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. But Actually. so there, there's a Mandalorian covert here. And they have these markings that he can see using his the electronics in his helmet to find him. And we come on, uh, upon the armorer mm -hmm. and past Vizsla. And, dude, I forgot how just awesome the armorer is. Yeah, she's great, man. And Vizsla looks like Robo, uh, Robocop, by the way. <laughs> the, it moves like him, too. Yeah. The okay, so in this scene where she knows all about the dark saber and essentially the wielding of it, you understand its significance, and that you're not supposed to fight it, can lead all of Mandalore if it is won by creed in battle. It is said one warrior will defeat 20 and the multitudes will fall before it, if, however. It is not one in combat and falls into the hands of the undeserving. It will be a curse unto the nation. And, and so, if you recall, in Clone Wars, Bo-Katan, that, that's, that's a direct reference to what, yep. what happened with her. So, anyway, what's, anybody got any, any hot takes on this? I think it, it's great that, you know, we got more of them and we got especially the visuals of the Empire destroying everything. Um, and my, my comment is more about what happens next. But, you know, like we kind of said, at the end, she asks, you know, if he ever took his helmet off and he says yes. And, and I'm wondering, you know, last or in the last season of The Mandalorian, he was exposed to Bo-Katan and everyone else. And they basically said, look you're with a cult who are a bunch of crazies who are not the way most Mandalorians think. Um, and do you think he wanted to say, yes, I took it off to have a reason to leave them? Ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he feels indebted to that covert 
because you know they they saved him when he was young they he was a foundling he grew up with them but do you think you know he he's out there seeing the galaxy seeing there's more than just these weirdos who hide out and keep their faces hidden at all times do you think subconsciously that he wanted to say yes he took his helmet off and that he was glad he did it because he was able to go out and live his life now that's a great point i didn't i never considered that Mm. yeah great point that's where his Mm -hmm. hesitation comes from right like yeah i'm sure it would be easy to say you know to lie and say no but he said yes for a reason i think right and then he still takes the dark saber and walks off Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean there's a better maybe there's a a better version that he sees of mandalore like you're right. saying, King Tom. Yeah. Right. Interesting. So here's the thing. Let me throw this out there. A friend of mine had mentioned, and I, I've seen since other people thinking the same thing, that if you're familiar with Clone Wars at all and like the Death Watch stuff, there's a yeah. character named Rook that people think maybe that's who the armorer is. Yeah. Because, you know, with with the followers of Maul, when he was running Mandalore, the the horns on her helmet would kind of go along with that. And it's 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 an interesting theory. I honestly had never considered it. That is pretty interesting. But I don't know. That's some pretty deep level nerd Clone Wars stuff. Yeah, but that that's well, Filoni's executive producer. And he's directing an episode. So. That's a good point. I loved the scene where, because here's the deal, man. I love movies. And anytime you see something that references a movie I love, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm. The And, you know, some people will complain, oh, this looks just like this. But the scene during the Night of a Thousand Tears where the city's decimated and oh, yeah. the security droids, yeah. like the K2SO looking droids, Right. are rolling through with big chain gun looking mm-hmm. blasters. Yeah, la- yeah it looked like too. Terminator. And Less Terminator. I was like, well, let, let's let, let's play that scene uh, because she narrates through it and it's so rad. So let's uh, let's play and watch it together. Those born of Mandalore strayed away from Oh yeah, man, it's Judgment Day. Eventually, mm-hmm. the Imperial interlopers destroyed <laughs> all that we knew and loved in the Night of a Thousand Tears. It just looks so cool. This, look at that. So real. And that looks like an anime. That's like Akira level. Look right, Randy? Yep, sure. Man. Look at that. And then you see the yeah, helmets just kind of chilling there. It's almost like a... A different way of putting like the skulls from uh, from Terminator. Yeah. And the probe droids too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The probe droids. Only so those damned. that walked the way escaped the curse prophesized in the creed. So yeah, that's uh, that was cool. It was just cool to see that. Multiple like, homages, if you think about it. There was just so uh-huh. many different mm-hmm. tributes to the and, and and it's okay, people. Don't don't get freaked out. Like, no, it's not the Terminator. Damn it, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to pay tribute to you know take things and use things it's, it's just how it goes guys right yeah it was pretty <laughs> pretty rad so okay, what you yeah go ahead during the the fight with the fights with the dark saber 
mm-hmm. you know, past Vizsla wanting to lay claim to it and the armor working with Din on like how to wield it in the whole bit and how comfortable she seemed holding it. Like it wasn't yeah. her first time. Right. Having it in her hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a character. Did you pick up that in King Tom, the cool callback to rebels a little bit? Um, remember he, cause he's complaining that it's really heavy. Yeah. And, and when, um, Sabine Kane. held it. Oh, no, Sabine, no. When Sabine yeah. held it, the first thing she said is this is, this is so heavy. And Kanan to- and pretty much Kanan said, you need to work with it and it needs to bond with you pretty much in order for you to master it. And she kind of said the same thing in a different way. Mm. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, I, I'm impressed. So, the only costume that I do in 501st is a stormtrooper. But with the helmet, the Mandalorian helmets, I feel like have even less visibility. They would just about have to with that yeah. slim slit. And then even the armorer's helmet with the where yeah. the lenses would be in comparison to your actual eyes that are out in front of it. The, the fight sequences they're able to do Wearing those is pretty mm-hmm. tremendous, man. These they really know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. It was pretty pretty cool, man. It was awesome. Yeah, they they went at it. I and I love just like the melee portion, you know, the headbutts and the punches and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Even though they're both using weapons. Yeah, and the cut the little cuts to the leg and cuts to the arm. Yeah, it was it was a cool brawl, man. It really was. I don't know why it made me feel like I was watching Empire a little bit, like the lightsaber scene in in Cloud City. It's the industrial backdrop. Yeah, yeah, that that, that must the be catwalk. Plus the whole yeah. bit. Plus the tone mapping is more blue filter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Super awesome. Well done, Bryce. Yeah, she crushed it, man. I I really dug this. Now, when you do, when you see the. Uh, the Beskar spear forged into something else and then asked for something for a specific foundling and all those little rings come out. You, I assume like you said that it's chain mail. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. That, that's but, a lot of people, a lot of people are like, Oh, it'd be rad if it's a little ball like he had and then he can like throw it and use it. I don't know. That's what a lot of people were saying on our comments. But I I thought it was kind of cool how once it was tied up in that bandana that it looked like his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah, that was yeah. really cool. It, might, it has really to be cool. something defensive though. That's it does. Kind of loop, yeah. so it can't really be anything that like a ball that you uses offensively. No, one thing. Yeah, let me ask you this. Okay, the armorer mentions that a Jedi can't have any attachments. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. Well, I mean, but it's been the case up until now. But now that you have this, what I would say, like the new order of the Jedi that Luke is mm-hmm. basically responsible for, how much of the old ways would he adhere to when he realizes the mistakes that the Jedi made? Right. Because That's he exactly talks what I was about that. And mm-hmm. so there's a chance that the lack of attachment is what ultimately led to their downfall yeah i mm-hmm. totally be agree with part that. of it mm-hmm. so maybe that's not the case mm-hmm. at all 
Yeah. But no matter what, we you know, we all know Grogu's got to be gone by the time the uh, the sequel trilogy comes along. Yeah. 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 He's he's somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like out of the story right. with Luke and right. You know, oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. knee deep in the ways of the Jedi, keeping the galaxy safe. So, yeah. anyhow. You guys the way we'll they see, did you guys B, think um, I'm sorry BD1, I was saying, the the BD droid yeah in mm-hmm. or in live action it looked great awesome it really does look awesome all the droids looked good in this the pit droids everything and you know Amy Sarris is just rules in this role <laughs> she does I, rule I love her and the whole thing with you know we'd heard the rumor that it was going to be a uh, Naboo Starfighter, mm-hmm. and seeing it though in like real life, there was something about it that just I don't know. It really grabbed me. Yeah, and and I didn't expect it to because I mean I like the prequels, but I it didn't it it wasn't like it is for the original trilogy for me, and so I didn't expect to feel the way I did about it. But they did a really good job of like the montage of working on it. And I'm glad that it took the amount of time it did. Yeah, I'm also glad that the prequels, especially Phantom Menace, is getting props. You know, uh, for me to feel that way about, I didn't, like, just like you, I didn't think I'd feel that excited to see that ship. And I was really excited. I was really stoked to see it. So, yeah, that's really cool that they did that. And as you see, like, Din's patience with the droids, mm-hmm. like BD with the light, and then asking him, hey, where does this go? It, treating them so much differently than he did at the beginning of yeah. mm-hmm. the first piece of The Mandalorian. I think that's right. a really cool development. Mm-hmm. It's growth, yeah. So when he started polishing the the plates of this, uh, this ship, I thought, oh, dang, dude. Be careful because you're going to get water spots so bad. Anybody that I knew that, <laughs> that uh, like would polish the aluminum frame of their motorcycle whenever I was into right. sport bikes, it looked amazing for 20 seconds when it was clean, and then it was just water spot city. <laughs> he he used turtle wax. He's good. Yeah. I was I was hoping that he would make it. Uh, I was hoping he'd get rid of all the yellow, and it would just be, you know. The you know the you know the silver or the metal kind, finish and stuff like kind of like the like, Naboo yeah. Starfighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, because I, I don't know, for just some reason it just looks. I I, I just think it's all silver, and I was kind of hoping that he'd cover all the all the engine bay and stuff like that, and just finish it off. But it does mm-hmm. look awesome. I can't complain. The the fucking supercharger on top and all that. It just looks great. It really well, it, it was a test run, so maybe we get a completed Starfighter in the next episode. Uh, yeah. But I like the I like the rough look either way. I like this. It's got GTO written all over it. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. <laughs> so when uh, Pelly's talking about that she dated a Jawa for a while, <laughs> yeah, I, I w- that was very unexpected. And when yeah. she said they're very hairy and she does this thing with her mouth. Yes. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, no, that was like, weird. I feel gross about that. Yeah, that was that, <laughs> that was, was a little was... weird. That was a little weird. I think we should listen to this uh, engine roar, though. I mean, I think it's it's worth. Oh. 
She's so happy too when it does. Oh God, it's so great. Seeing the moving parts and the rotation of the like the stator and stuff. That that's a cool touch to be able to see. Oh yeah. That's really cool. And when it takes off, it just fuck it just looks so real. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so real. Really just good the CG movement, work. the lighting, and everything is done perfectly. Oh yeah, perfect, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Because that's usually so what makes CG look rough. It yeah. is the the lighting is hard to do, and also the tendency, especially when the technology was newer, of having everything in the shot be in focus, which isn't how life works. Right. And so they did a much better job of it being a true camera shot feel. Yeah, getting that depth of field. Is is Doug Chang the art director on Book of Boba I think Fett? so. Because he, yeah, he designed the original N1. Oh. Mm-hmm. So how cool is that to you know come back 20-something years later and redesign it for this? Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm really digging the, I mean, the uh, what is it? This looks like a legit uh, Messerschmitt 99. World War II kind of got mm-hmm. kind of yeah. got like a World War yeah. II like yeah that's, that's a pretty good take that's aircraft cool. feel man like it's mm-hmm. just or the V two rockets yeah it just looks really advanced but still rustic you know like just not completely finished but powerful and just raw yeah I I, I felt like the scenes were like an homage to Top Gun I don't know if you guys did too but like the cockpit scenes and just scenes of it flying by I thought. They looked. Oh yeah, no man. multiple homages in this. I mean, like, yeah. episode, and then and so then many of these shots are framed yeah. exactly like the pod race, like they're like taken. Yeah, yeah, from. I agree with that too. I agree with that too. But I'm just talking about. Oh, you know what was something that's really interesting? I don't know if anybody caught this. I don't even know if it's a coincidence or not. When it takes off um, mm-hmm. and goes up in the air towards space, let me see if I can get that real quick. Um, yeah. The music, it's coming up right here. The music is very similar. Last, I don't know you back me up with this to Man of Steel when Superman flies up in the air for the very first Man. time. It's like it's pretty close, and I wish I had that sample. Yeah, yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah, the, I feel it. Especially feel in it. the beginning, right when he takes off. Um, mm-hmm. Right here. Let's see what she's got. Right here. Yes. Right there. That is yeah. Man of Steel right there. And I I heard it last night. I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if that's a coincidence or is that like a little homage also? But I don't know if they're doing homages to Man of Steel. But, <laughs> but I thought it was very, very, very similar. I don't know if you guys have heard that uh, little intro um, when he first takes off. But Completely yeah. unrelated. But if anybody ever gets the chance, listen to... Uh, the soundtrack show, David W. Collins mm. podcast that he, I don't know, it's on hiatus now of the original Superman movie. Oh, listen okay. to that episode. It's so well done. And it's a real eye opener to like the process of the music and the fact that John Williams rules, 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 <laughs> you know, and he, when you go see him, um, if you've ever seen him, I've seen him two, two or three times. He always ends with that song with Superman. It's not a star Wars song. He ends with, he always comes back and does an encore to the Superman theme. So I'm sure that's a, he, he has the, uh, he loves that thing. 
It's probably very special to him. It's beautiful. Yeah, these scenes. <laughs> It sounded a little Avengers to me right there. It did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It really did. But yeah, all of the motion tracking in this is great. I love, like, whenever you watch the Corona flare, whenever it gets in front of the engine output of the Starliner, that's just, that's really cool. And this shot with the, you know, the rolling over the cockpit. Oh, that's so cool. That's my favorite shot. Yeah. It looks great. Like watching the reflection, even in the glass. (laughs) Yeah. It's so ridiculous. They took a lot of care on this but that scene where he rolls up on the cops man who <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't relate to that yeah right exactly it's <laughs> got a little carried away there officer yeah, yeah. it's just a cool shot seeing the x-wings in there yeah it's yeah, always really great to see those <laughs> but so let me let me ask you because at this point really we're just rolling to the end of the episode when yeah. I, was, I was wondering who that dude was yeah that is the um was the double for Luke Skywalker. No way. Okay. That's cool. Maybe we'll see him again. Sorry, Eric, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, no, you're okay. Tom. You're okay. Tom. Yeah, Maybe you know we'll what? See him again. It's, now that you say it, I totally r- recognize him from mm-hmm. seeing like the how they made it thing. Uh so now that they're back at Pelly's hangar and Fennec Shan shows up and of course she over gets past the security system and comes in. It, I'm really pleased that they're asking him to be a part of this and that he wants to do it on the house because yeah. of his, his indebtedness to him yeah. and not in a, very I, it, I know you think I owe you kind of way, but in a very genuine, I owe right. you exactly kind of thing. And, you know, when they mentioned that people have talked about there's only two more episodes left. How are they going to wrap this up? How are they going to do this? How are they going to do that? When they when they said that this the Book of Boba Fett was like Mandalorian Season 2.5, I really think the continuation of everybody's story in this storyline is going to be in Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Exactly. Because I don't think exactly. they can... I mean, they're not going to be able to wrap up a full-scale war in no. two episodes i mean maybe i mean i guess they could but i doubt they will not with given the pace mm. of the movie or the show thus far but uh i mean what does what does anybody think do you think they're going to manage to come to like a pretty strong resolve at the end of the seventh episode i mean are they gonna what are they gonna do about the dark saber what are they gonna do about bo katan wanting the thing yeah none of that none of that that? none of that's gonna be resolved for sure and i don't think anything that has to do with the mando is gonna be resolved i think you're gonna find out who's running the pikes and who's who's the puppet master that's for sure the puppet Um, mistress oh the puppet Mm. mistress that's exactly right buddy um (laughs) so yeah i (laughs) i really do and i and i really think that we're gonna see um, Cad Bane. I'm t- I, I just have a feeling that Filoni is directing this next episode. It's his chance to re. Do you guys remember that there was this lost foot, lost episode that he made with a f- like a Western battle between Boba Fett and Bo Katan? I'm not Bo Katan, Cad Bane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to bring that to life. And why wouldn't you if you have that opportunity? So I really think, knock on wood, 
that we're going to see Cad Bane and him go at it like a Western, like a little Tatooine showdown. Oh my God, I'm getting excited right now. I just hope, action. Yeah, I just went six to 12 really quick. <laughs> I just hope that. God, why do you have to say stuff like that? I, I, I just hope that that voice of Cad Bane is exactly like it was during the Clone Wars. It has to be. You have to get that guy. It, well, and, and you have to get the fact right, because in the final, like the last time we saw Cad Bane on screen, his voice didn't sound quite the same. Oh, I don't remember that shit. Oh, from the last Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. Nope. Arc? No. Yeah. What about Bad Batch? Oh, I'm was sorry, that what Bad we Batch. Saw on? We yeah. saw him in Bad he Batch. He was on yeah. Bad Batch. He was trying yeah. to he was trying to get Omega. Omega. Because it was the same guy. And he did. Oh, it was. it was okay. It was this it was the same guy, but the effect was different. It, oh. it didn't have that as much of a raspiness to it. Gotcha. And I hope you they stop, I hope they stop get smoking, it. Eric. You stop smoking. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but anyhow. So yeah, there it is. Book of Boba Fett. Any final thoughts? By the way, I would I give this a, a solid nine, if mm-hmm. not a nine point five. Right, I do too. Mm-hmm. Nine point five, just because I think there's going to be Cad Bane shows up, and we're going to get that showdown. I will give it a ten. That's for sure. But I don't know. What do you guys give it? Let's go down the road. So I give it a nine point five. Les gave it a ten. Uh, Eric gave it a nine. Nine point five. King Tom. Nine point five. Boo. I give it a nine. Nice, Randy. Yeah, nine. Yeah, solid, man. Nine is great. If Grogu had been in this episode, <laughs> it would have been. Give it an eight. Oh. <laughs> you heartless turd. Grogu's going to bust out in some chain mail. Oh, dude, he's going to come out. All, oh, it's going to be crazy. He's gonna, you know how much a, shit they can sell? I was just I was thinking. Exactly, they can sell oh. a lot of shit. I was so, hoping it would be like a little Mandalorian helmet. That's what Les was saying last night. I was night. hoping it'd be a little. He's like a whole little Mandalorian outfit. Yeah, it's gonna be like <laughs> he's like I look, I look, I look like Dad. Look, I look like Dad. There, there's theories. There's theories out there, Boo, that he is going to be the the one that leads Mandalore. He's going to be the Jedi slash Mandalorian in effect because he's the son allegedly, and he's gonna Adopted, he's gonna yeah. be the one. He's gonna be the one that leads Mandalore back to its greatness. Grogu, Grogu. Or that's why. We, no, Grogu. Okay, that'd be adorable. That would be oh adorable. My gosh. Adorable. Him just slaying people. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Crazy. So, he tries to fight him. Oh. I'm in this this DM group on Twitter. That's just me and two other dudes, and we're involved in this project together. And at random, one of those dumb dudes messaged the other two of us by text message instead of twitter instantly oh. talking about the episode oh no and i'm like hey dumbass <laughs> why don't you maybe next time you ask if anybody's seen it yet oh god it's just like you do the best you can to just not get on twitter but oh no some of us have jobs oh my goodness <laughs> but yeah I'll, i don't know man i text Haas this morning but i i know i i'm sure Haas sees it super early he, he's well, up three hours before i am but well he does I always the- he does the show. Oh, a night Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So great. Instant reaction. Oh, perfect. So I always just send him first, like my, one of my favorites, or this is awesome. This was great. I never like put details in it at all. Well, like with this, it was very specific, and it's like, look. Oh no. I'm sure he was just bored. 
but I nailed him to the wall. <laughs> it was Dallas Wood, everybody. Dallas Wood. Oh, Dallas Wood. Joke. Well done, Dallas. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, well, thanks, Eric, for breaking that down. That was uh, that was awesome. It was such a great episode. I thought yeah. we should detail it like we did. We got an email from Kyle about it, it looks like. It says, hey, guys, what a great first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3. It was awesome to catch up with Mando without having to wait another year. I, I totally agree with that, Kyle. I have a question in regards to the Darksaber training with Din and the Armorer. With all the trouble that Din was having and the type of instruction he was getting from the Armorer, do you think there was any foreshadowing that he was going to have to get some lightsaber training from a Jedi Ooh, to learn how to use it properly. Kind of like Sabine did, Kanan did with Sabine. And could huh. this Jedi be Luke or Ahsoka? Is there any chance that Din learns to channel his inner force to be able to wield it? Can't wait to hear all your discussions on this week's pod. Thanks, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate that, man. That is really interesting. That would be a pretty cool visual to see Luke or Ahsoka training Din. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking the whole way. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know that they'll try and get him to feel the force or anything because I, I think it'll mirror Sabine's training a lot. Yeah, I agree. And Kanan, Kanan didn't involve that. I was thinking, though, that the that little training bit was just to soften him up for um, RoboCop. And that the mm. only reason RoboCop challenged him was because he saw how weak he was at the end of that oh, training. Oh, good him. point. Good point. And she was talking in Mandaloria, is what they call it, right? The language of Mandalorians. She was she was counting numbers off in the, in that language, which was pretty cool. So, yeah, I didn't I, mean, I didn't know what the language was called, but that makes total sense. I think it's like Mandaloria A, Mandaloria. I don't know some weird schmeal deal on wheels but yeah kyle thank you that's a that's really interesting and uh i wonder i wonder if we're gonna get are you guys think we're gonna see luke next episode no no you think we're gonna see luke at all no do you think we're gonna see grogu next episode possibly yeah, yeah. no i think so the, like I like i was telling Les last night before we started re, before we started actually watching and i said Lucasfilm does this thing where they give you hints um, that something's coming and they don't wait very long to throw it right in your face. And that's exactly what they did last night. They gave us the little cue of the sound and the first shot that we see is Din Djarin coming in. And if we're going to see Grogu, I think we're going to see him very quickly in this next episode. I think we're going to see maybe Din heading over there. But, hmm. but we'll see. That's just my take. How How are we thinking that Din is going to find Grogu. My guess would be he has one of those trackers, but Luke wouldn't tell him where he's going, would he? Oh. But maybe Ahsoka would know? Maybe. I, I feel know. like he Luke would just tell him. Shoot him a text. You know how it is. Throw yeah. him DMs. Slide right <laughs> into his DMs. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's getting like weekly, like he's at summer camp. They send him weekly pictures of yeah, what I put together friends. today. Look, mm-hmm. look, we climbed this tree. Yeah. My God, so, does he miss him or what, man? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, in the scene where Din is squaring off, hang on, with the armor mm-hmm. on that catwalk. 
Right. You could see the star field behind him. And Peter Hodgson, I don't know if you know who he is, a uh, really good guitar player. Uh, it's uh, at iHeartGuitar. Okay. On Twitter. He said, is that Grogu and the stars? And, it, you know, there's some people cracking wise, but he says, watch the scene. It looks like a full body connect the dots of Grogu. Little oh, outfit and all. No way. In there. And I'm looking at the, the, the still shot he's sitting like i actually am trying to determine if it's somebody photoshopped it because it i almost see like mickey mouse's head that's funny in the stars but uh yeah i'm gonna have to go back and watch that close now of course it probably turns out he's just trolling us all but (laughs) maybe uh, it's a sex like it is lanking Oh, great. I cannot wait to see what is in store for six and seven. Um, And we'll be here. And guys, we're going to do a live pre-show before the next episode. Next Tuesday from 9 p.m. Pacific to about 10 p.m. Pacific. Just an hour. A little pre-show for people that are up um, on YouTube. I'm going to put the link in on Twitter and it'll be all over the place. So, if you want to come in and say hi and what's up and ask us questions and flip us off, please do so. And you guys, you have no idea how nervous I am because if we were live, <laughs> most of the time, um, we'd be in big trouble. So so we're going to try to keep rein it in. We're going to try to stay on the rails there. And uh, yeah, Randy's Randy's just shook his head. It's probably not going to happen. But that was something interesting. I was on uh, Star Wars Underworld this past week. Yes, they're live. That was great. And uh, I'm like, oh, I should have worn something cooler, but it was kind of cold in the house, so I had a sweatshirt on. And uh, it, <laughs> I need a backdrop or something to make it look more slick. Right, right, right. No, you they, did great. They, I watched. They it. know what they're doing, and they yeah, made yeah, sure to mention the Sith list this time. Yes, they did. They sure did. And, and by the way, I was on that Geek Pod with Catherine, and we had a blast. So I forgot I to mention this last week. She is. For, Thank you. It was we had a great time talking all kinds of different pop culture. Uh, got into Cobra Kai again. Got into all kinds of different stuff. So check that out. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. I cannot wait to hang out with her during celebration. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, so she's please. genuinely one of the best people I've ever met. She's awesome. So, yeah. um, and I, I got a, a, something about the music of Cobra Kai in a little bit. Raj and I talked about this yeah. uh, last week after the show. I forgot to bring it up. But let's finish talking about Star Wars. There was an yeah. announcement naturally the day after we record the Bad Motivators. Thanks a lot. And, and that way next week we can be talking about the episode of book of boba fett that everybody saw the week before which is the one we just talked about here and the week old news about these video games but ea announced three star wars titles oh yeah that they're working on all at one time it's like there's been this huge gap everybody has been kind of surprised they haven't put out more stuff but it's respawn as the studio just like with uh jedi fallen order and so what they're working on officially announced is the next installment of Star Wars Jedi, something, something, um, a strategy game, and a first-person shooter. Wow. Mm. Wait, so that, and, yeah, that's interesting. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong, uh, Randy? Am I wrong? But the, their EA's contract is up after these three? Or, or, or is Respawn something totally different? Respawn is owned by EA. Uh, by EA, okay. Yeah. And and their contract is up soon, correct? 
I 20, thought the contract in 2023. The exclusivity part of it. Right. But they still already... there's still a viable candidate to do Star Wars games. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Now okay, any gotcha. they can make games with anyone now. Right. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Exclusivity is up. Yeah. But respawn kind of hit it out of the park. So Yeah, I mean, uh. here's the thing, and we've talked about it before, but Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game. The story's good, the visuals are really good, and the controls translate very well to the immersiveness in my opinion and i you know i play on an xbox so i'm using a controller not a keyboard and mouse but man oh man if give it a go if you love star wars and you play video games at all jedi fallen order is definitely worth a check out and if you are uh, like on xbox if you subscribe to game pass it's in the ea play section it's on there so play it play it it's a yeah. killer I don't think I've talked to anybody that's disliked that game. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, it's it's a great game. Now, as far as a first-person shooter goes, I haven't played uh, Battlefront 2 in a solid while. It's third-person shooter, right? Yeah, It's third and first. I think it switches between the two depending on who you're using. And you have the option to switch between. The hero modes are third-person. Yeah, the hero mode is a third person. It's not really a first person shooter in that it more it more falls in line with third person like controls, but you have the option of being first person with like soldiers and stuff like that. Yeah, I just can't remember. I haven't played it for so long. But yeah. but anyway, I mean, I think that's really cool, man. I Hawes and I were talking uh, I should just as instantly assume everybody knows Hollis Burkhart from the Blue Harvest and High Potion podcast. High Potion, yeah. Yeah, High Potion is one of my favorite pods right now. It's mm-hmm. a very good time. He and Steve Crothy do video game podcasts, and it's it's exceptional. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's two friends talking about something that they're both very knowledgeable about, mm-hmm. but in a very fun way. It's not just a bunch of stats and numbers. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. But anyway, Hawes and I were talking about you basically were both going to have to win the lottery and stop working to ever hope to make it through the backlog of games that no. we have and the games that are coming up. Cause man, I bought, I don't know. Like I was just looking at my Xbox. I, I've got like 75 titles and tons of them that I have never, ever played, That's but crazy. I've got them, you know, <laughs> and it's like most of them, I bet a ton of them will never get played. It's usually how it works. Damn. Great news, though. At least sir, we got three coming out. That's cool. Yeah. And I don't know what the a release time frame is for any of those, but we'll this hear something good... about Fallen Order before E3 this year, so probably around like May. Yeah. Yeah. And probably something at Celebration because that's going to be in May as yeah. well. Yeah. And this is a great segue into something we didn't talk about last week was that uh, the the planned purchase of uh, Activision Blizzard from uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, How about them apples? I cannot believe it's $70 billion deal. And I heard that they didn't take a $70 billion. They took a $69 billion deal because was that bullshit? Oh, is it? It's 7.8 billion. 67.8. 67.8 billion. Yeah, and a lot of people are making it. Why isn't sixty nine? Like, well, oh, no, okay. that's still like another like one point five 
billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Spend that for your meta joke. Yeah, yeah we're not chucking right. at a tip here. Yeah, this is business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, crazy. What does this mean though? Like, you guys are so into um, the gaming world. What is um, what is it? Uh, what does this mean? It like, means is a it, lot is, more than just like stuff as far as gaming. I think it just kind of gives you an indication of where the industry, as far as entertainment, is going in the future. Like they just spent like almost $70 billion to have what is essentially going to be like their version of a streaming service. Like they're building their Netflix. If you look at their games pass and how well it's done, they are oh. spending a shit ton of money to have more intellectual properties under that banner so they can have all that stuff to pull from to get people to continue paying 15, possibly more down the line. Uh, monthly and to keep them invested and engaged. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, and, and for people who aren't aren't hit to it with Game Pass, for 15 bucks a month and and you better top that off and get it paid out in advance as far as you can because it's only going to go up. They've started doing a bunch of day one things like Halo Infinite was they surprise released the online multiplayer portion of it. But then the campaign, I mean, it's day one on Game Pass, and it's going to be there forever. It's not going to go away. Right. And that's, uh, you know, there's a lot of games where kind of the strategy was, we'll, th we'll, however they do it, whoever brokers this deal, whether it's the, the game studio or it's, you know, Microsoft, which one's pulling on the other, but it's, they'll put it on there hoping that people will start to like it. And then when they pull it off, it'll drive up sales for the thing. Got it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And cause they did that with red dead a couple of times and with, um, grand theft auto five, they put it on there, get people playing it and then take it off game pass. Yeah. But anyhow, the, um, the content that's just going to stay forever makes it a great deal. Yeah, it's it's a I, a lot of people I think are happy just because Bobby Kotick, uh, who uh, is the uh, president now of Activision, is going to be pulled out of that position. A lot of people are glad to see him go after all the shit that he's pulled. But, but yeah, if you think there's so many fucking um, properties that were inside of this, if you go between just like the triple a gaming stuff but then you have king in there which is like all of candy crush like none of us play that but i think it's fucking massive oh all the apps all the app games candy crush i, I candy played crush. Candy, like we don't even I played know candy like, crush religiously for like a so good year play. one time wow like there's and is that so something where that when you play candy crush there's money involved i never paid i never but people paid. do I but just, people do yeah. pay oh yeah, yeah. people pay oh Bit. I'm good enough at puzzle games that I can get pretty far on Candy Crush without having to pay for anything. Yeah, there's so many things. It's just fucking crazy that they sold for that much. Like, the only thing All I right. think that even comes close is, like, the Time Warner AOL uh, merger. And I yeah, do think... That was, like, 180, billion, 180 billion or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The deal isn't done. No, it's still going to have to. Oh, it's still not done. Undergo. Yet. Okay. Well, it's going to have to undergo undergo scrutiny, FCC for, and all that stuff. Yeah, just to make sure that it's not a form of a monopoly and all of these things. So, which I don't think it is. I mean, you have ten cent. Ten cent is still way huger than this would ever be. 
Really? Yeah, Tencent is gigantic. They have films that, that oh, they're shit. huge, huge. Like they own Epic. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Epic has an engine that everyone uses. Like they're massive. And still might oh, okay. not be as big as Sony is right now. Sony's still pretty freaking large. See, I had no clue on that in regards to gaming and things like that. Hmm. Huh. Well, thanks, man. I'm glad. I'm glad we discussed this. Um, um, I would get into some boo bits, but um, I think we're running out of time. But I do want to save those bits. Keep them in your satchel, buddy. Oh, yeah. But I <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, but I want to say that it looks like, and King Tom, you probably have heard this, that the executive producer of the James Bond films said that they're in negotiations with a new Bond. And that Bond would be Idris Elba. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see the article. I just heard his name was dropped officially. Um, yeah. Which would be great for them. You know, I'm down with that. An amazing actor. He's great with action. He has he has a presence, um, and I, you know I I'm interested to know what their long term plan is for him. Um, yeah, you know, that's like true. If, if they have, how are they? Because they know they've been relying on the same formula for ever since the beginning of the series, mm. which was 60 years ago now. And they've been introducing changes, trying to make it more serialized. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what their plans are for... The- what happened? I think it's a delayed reaction. It, yeah, Eric um, brought kitty cat to purr on the well, Oh, I didn't hear that. She takes a bite out of the mic. Listen, out of the, out of the well, it, that was awesome. That was that. And, and then and then, some, and then the, uh, the the text chat too. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-mm, oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, yeah. No, he he would be great, and I'd like to see what their plans are. Right. I, I think he'd go. be fantastic. Yeah. And he's British. You just got to be a little patient, I think. He, I think he does. I think it'll 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 get there one day. I just hope he doesn't fall short on the deal. <laughs> no, I you're yeah, right. you're right about that, Eric. I think he should just stay the course, even if it's a small one. And he'll get to the finish line. Whew, gosh. Thank God we're not live. Guys. Oh, I. you know, we do have an email from Robert. Hold on. We have an email from Robert, and we're going to end it with the whim. Okay. Um, the whim sent a voicemail, and we haven't heard from the whim for a while. But here's Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. Hello, everybody on the Sith list. First of all, first off, keep the dad jokes coming. You can never have too much. Something that I watched this past week was really cool was the Peacemaker. I love the quirkiness of it, but there does seem to be some underlining seriousness to the story. I am glad DC Green lit this after James Gunn did such a good job on Suicide Squad. Gunn is such a good comic book director because it seems like he just goes for it and he really doesn't care about what people's options i'm sorry opinions are about what the characters he uses what he does with them or what they do a question that i have is to you do you think that this type of show would work for star wars maybe not the r-rated aspect but it's doing the whole show of a c-level character with no help from any major characters well i think they did that with mandalorian robert nobody knew who he was um, and they've turned it to probably the most 
most successful character they've had in, since the original trilogies. Um, okay, he says, like Peacemaker is in the DC universe. So any ideas of a character you'd like to see in a show? I wouldn't mind a show about Dexter, Dexter Jexter. Is that the diner dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the people that come through in his diner. Hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Have a good one. Robert from Rancho Cucamonga. P.S. Celebration is 126 days away. It's probably even uh, sooner than that. <laughs> Maybe later. So, uh, I th- any characters that you would like to see a show from, guys? Boshek. Boshek? Boshek would be cool. Always he seems really like a cool Boshek. Dude. Yeah, Boshek would be cool. The Jawas. The Jawas? See everything they run into on Tatooine or whatever other planets yeah, they're on. Nuts mm-hmm. stories, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That would be cool. But maybe seeing stories unfold through their eyes, but we see the actual stories go down. Yeah. I want to see them take showers. I'd like to see what they look like now. I don't think they shower. Really? Anyway, so the thing I was talking about with the music in Cobra Kai Season 4 was specifically the ending song, the end credit song in the final episode of the season. And I knew what it was right away, but I suspect it was a pretty deep cut that a lot of people didn't know. And it's a Def Leppard tune. It's an instrumental. And if you listen to the, like, there's these little, like, super reverbed vocal swells that sound like a keyboard. You can hear Joe Elliott's voice in that so plainly. But the song is called Switch 625. And it rides out of their huge hit, Bringing on the Heartbreak, which is from uh, High and Dry. High and Dry, yeah. And it, but it, it like builds up out of this thing and it just sounds amazing in there. It, I, I loved hearing it. It was, really and it cool. was such a cool choice. And so, uh, just real quick, a little bit, my best understanding of this the meaning of Switch 625 has uh, long been a, a question about what it really means. But what it was, is the, this, they didn't have a title for it and they were laying out the back of the album with the names and the, they had the name of the song and the runtime and the runtime of that song is six minutes, and 25 seconds. And so oh, okay. they, they were like, they liked how it looked. It just said switch six, two, five, six colon two, five in parentheses. And they're like, that looks really cool. So they just kept it. And that was the name that means nothing, but man, it's, it's, it's a really cool tune. So ace job Cobra Kai for using it. Yeah, I love when they use deep cuts like that. And um, Eric sent me a text about it, and then I played it for Malik. Man, he he loved it. And I sent the video to Eric, and then I was I was rocking out to bring on the heartbreak. Um, I'm in my car the other day. <laughs> that is such a good song. I was like, people I love when lessons. I play that song in the car. I always sing the background vocal part because that's uh, like what I do in in my in my hairband and yeah. it's so high and it's, yeah, it's so right. good though it is a really really cool cool tune yeah it is a really good album actually too uh guys let's uh finish this off with whims voicemail i'm sure he's gonna berate us because he hasn't talked to us in a while um let's check out what that uh dc lover has to say guys okay let me read from your description here we come together once a week to bring you the latest in fandom. Seriously, what the fuck, people? I mean, how long has Peacemaker been out yet? Not a single fucking word from you guys. <laughs> fuck you. No, seriously, you need to watch it. It's really 
fucking good. That's the only it, show. There's four episodes. Only it, show I know that I sit through the intro every single fucking yeah, time. Yeah, the so intro's cool. I stop being Marvel douchebags and watch it. Aww. <laughs> That was it? Shit, that's Wim, it? that's all that's all you did? That was it. I like oh, that. Man, come in, drop the bombs come in and get the okay. fuck out. Yeah. I I have seen the first three episodes of, of Peacemaker and Ooh, it is what do you it think? is great. It is great. Yeah. The okay. the, the intro you have to watch every time. Um well, that says a lot. Would, that says a lot for you. I know. I know, yeah, because the intro is funny. It is funny. It's a it is the really choreography good. and all that. It, it is pretty good. Yeah, no, the show is hilarious. It's in the same vein of, of like you said, with uh, Suicide Squad and stuff like that. It is pretty funny. I, I came into it with no expectations, and it makes me laugh. I've laughed out loud uh, already a ton. So, yeah, it, it is a good show. I, could, I only see it being kind of like for, for DC and stuff like that. You know, was it uh, – what is it? Or, or the other email asked if it was if they could see that in Star Wars. I'm like, I'm not sure exactly like that. And, you know, the rated artist. Besides, I don't know if like a yeah, you can continue that model. I think it's kind of like a flash kind of thing where it's like, oh, this this worked now. That's great. But yeah, no yeah. Peacemaker. I highly recommend it. It is funny. John Cena is great. Um, yeah, no, it, it is pretty. It is pretty funny. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got an email from Eric, who is a longtime listener, and he emailed us and he wanted us to talk about Peacemaker. So, yeah, it's not just a couple people. I've heard a lot of things from a lot of different people how good this thing is. Randy, have you seen any episodes yet or no? No, no, I haven't seen any episodes. Yeah, I saw the first five minutes just to so I could watch the intro because everybody's talking about the intro and it was hilarious. They do this like dance move, like a like an eighties. I'm, I'm waiting. Trip. I'm waiting because uh, Superman and Lois second season already started too, and uh, you hear that the way? episodes yeah. are banking up. I'm banking them up on HBO Max, so I'm just waiting to do a full dive. When I when I watch my DC stuff, I usually just binge it all in one thing. So oh, there you go. Watch Batman so. in theaters March. Yeah, that would be a good one. I, I heard I, that's I, uh, yeah. That's I've heard from a good. couple people it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I heard some trusted sources. I think we should spoil it right now. Fuck it. Let's do it. No, no, let's not. Let's end this show. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode number 286. We really appreciate it. Let me start with El Hombre here. Where can people find you? Um, Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers, where I tweet about Taylor Swift and sometimes Star Wars. There it is. I did a little shout out to uh, uh, R5. Is R5 right? Yep, R5 T4. Uh, last night I was. All, I said, look at that during the the video, during our recording. I said, look at that little bad motivator rolling around. That was just like a little meta inter you know, inside joke there for you, Eric. Tink Tom Chansky, where can people find you? You can find me lamenting the chance that I missed a chance to say fuck tenant on Tom Chansky at Twitter. <laughs> and then I do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. Fuck tenant. There you go. There you I go. got your back, homie. I got your back. This time. Randy, I did. Randy. Yeah. Social media You're- is successful. <laughs> Social media is not real. <laughs> but. 
It's okay. Boo, where can people find you in this fake universe? Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at the Sith Liz Boo. And agape, evidently. Les, where can only people the find you? <laughs> oh, only in the desk. My bad. That's not Les, good at can, all. Where can people find you hating on hobbits? <sighs> you can find. <laughs> I had something planned. Damn it! Ah, oh, you threw me off. Uh, uh, Less is more seventy eight on Twitter and on this awesome podcast, and also on our Sithless YouTube channel. Do you hate hobbits because you find yourself when you look down that it reminds you of hobbits when you see your feet? That I have hairy feet? Does Les have hairy feet? I didn't no. say that. I just I thought okay. I was hairy looking feet. down and seeing something else. Yeah. Oh. I oh. mean, yeah, oh. if it's four oh. feet long, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Les, I need you to I need you to pop your 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 foot right on that desk. Let's check out those feet right uh, Hey there, bud, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> They've been all <laughs> Boo's feet have been on Les's uh Les's I, the calves. Uh, Remember back yeah, in the day we were in studio? Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I, we were in I studio have, and I haven't yeah. touched Les with my feet. That is true. Yes. Yeah. Is, okay, let's end this thing. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I am on Twitter at the Sith List and check us out next Tuesday. Remember, we're doing a live show. Um more of this, but <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be bad. YouTube, nine o'clock PST. Pacific Standard Time, for those that don't know. And Mountain Time, you don't count. So, uh, But everybody else <laughs> will be on there. Just kidding. We love you, Mountain People. We'll be on YouTube. We'll do like a little breakdown. <laughs> Mountain People. What's this, Sasquatch? Yeah. <laughs> love you, Sasquatch. Uh, yeah. Misty Mountain People. Bring it full circle. Just kidding. We love you, Mountain People. Um, guys, just check us out. Whatever. Go on Twitter. We'll, you'll find info. Uh, we'll see you next week on episode number 287 right here on the Sith List.
They're no badass hobbits. They were just hobbling along, and just because they had quiet, they don't make noise when they walk. Don't get me going, dude. Oh, you no, don't no, you no, dare. Don't you dare. How no, dare you be prejudiced towards hobbits, dude? I'm not prejudiced toward hobbits, but no hobbit. Only one hobbit. Only Sam one Gamgee, hobbit dude. actually went into real battle and fought with a sword and a damned shield and rode a bulldog dude. into battle. Yeah, right. Start the, that. The if it wasn't for that shit, hobbit. He wasn't even dwarves? part of it. Bull, Bull Roarer Took was not part of Lord of the Rings, uh, dude. He was no part of the Silmarillion, like dude. This. 